Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And now. DeMar. Got it to Boots. Saved it to White. Over to Caruso. Hello and welcome back to Sea Red UK, where quite simply is Chicago Bullsing. This podcast is part of the Fans First Sports Network. Wherever you're listening, rate, review, subscribe, helps us out and ensures you don't miss another episode. And if you're lucky enough to be watching on YouTube, make sure you hit the bell, give it a thumbs up, and leave some comments down below. And if you're not on YouTube, might as well head over. I'm Matt, and it's been a while, but as usual, joined by Neil. How are we doing, yeah. Neil? I'm good. I'm good. Glad to be back on um, talking bulls and going over a few of the bits and pieces that we've uh, we've skipped over during the Christmas and the New Year's. But um, I hope everybody out there enjoyed their Christmas. And uh, how about you? How how was your Christmas? Uh, busier than expected. I did mm. put that tweet out saying that we were sort of taking Christmas Day off, but then we somehow still ended up talking bulls. Um, yeah with each other and other people and stuff like that but why not uh apart from that it's never off I've been back no apart from that i've been back at work and yeah it's been a bit hectic hence why we haven't put an episode out for right. two weeks obviously our last episode was with mo mm-hmm. uh since then mo's actually dropped a piece on com. so if you haven't already go check that out um and obviously, as you've got Happy New Year, New Year, new look for us here at Sea Red UK. And as if you are on YouTube, you can see behind Neil, the new logo. Um, obviously, I did put the, the sort of tweet out and put it, obviously, it's a bit more in depth on Facebook and stuff like that, the whole reasoning behind it. Obviously, you've mentioned a few times about having a bit of Irish in the logo um, <laughs> got to represent the country i, I live in <laughs> from milton keynes um they haven't lived there for more than half my life well, don't even get me started on milton keynes anyway yeah roundabout after roundabout anyway um yeah so obviously that's where we'll see behind your whatever shoulder it is i don't know which way we we switched here the uh, the Irish flag makes an appearance. Obviously, we've still got the Union Jack. 
we've got the red eyes on the bull for see red uh the sort of steely look to the bull i think kind of shows what sort of determination we need to to follow this team the way we do you know getting up at one o'clock and at the minute it's on the back of a back to back as well which mm-hmm. we don't like and obviously the microphones to uh, highlight this very podcast yep so there it is new year new look new logo um i think it's been quite well appreciated so far it seems to be well received i hope so um we we spent enough time kind of trying to figure out <laughs> yeah. how to get it right so uh yeah and, and neither of us are uh are design professionals or anything although you do get plenty of practice with the socials but um <laughs> i think we managed to throw about probably somewhere between 50 and 100 different designs at each other before we we finalized on the one we did yeah including on christmas day when in- we were having in- a day off <laughs> <laughs> but that's the sort of effort we we put in because yeah we've got nothing else to do pretty much well why escape from all the stuff yeah. we're meant to be doing <laughs> i think it's more to the point <laughs> so yeah um obviously on to the bulls talk now we're not going to cover every game that we haven't covered in this two-week period um obviously it started with that win over lakers which was just fantastic because it's a win over the lakers we've seen a couple of losses start sneaking in um obviously there was the one against calves springs to mind because we kind of expected or not expected to win it but when you looked at who they had missing you kind of mm-hmm. thought you know um then obviously we lost to pacers as well which you know pacers are on a bit of a tear aren't they so yeah obviously the highlight of that was the fact that we we came back into it from was it 20 whatever points it was down mm-hmm. um and then obviously we beat sixes again and without Embiid. yeah yeah whatever we beat them with Embiid as well so who cares well we did one <laughs> <laughs> um and then obviously into this week we were going to record the start of this week but obviously our schedules got in the way and yeah. then the bull schedule got in the way because mm-hmm. obviously like i say it's been a back-to-back the loss to sixes the loss to Knicks, and uh it's kind of sent bulls nation into a bit of a spiral again after yeah. We were on a bit of a high and then we're now on or some shall i say are on a bit of a low mm-hmm. not billy donovan if you listen to that podcast and his laugh oh it, it, this is <laughs> this is something to behold i mean i hadn't seen it until just before we jumped onto the pod and, and matt showed it to me and for anyone that hasn't seen it go and check out our twitter because matt's just put it up on there he's just re- reposted it and um, this thing's brilliant will i play it <laughs> Here, let's let's play it. Let's let's this for anybody that doesn't recognise it <laughs> is Billy Donovan laughing on another podcast. Uh, what, what was the, the, podcast? the OG show? The OG, I think it's the Donis Haslam in it. So here we go. <laughs> Nothing can prepare you for this. I can tell you that much. <laughs> Damn, Mike. <laughs> you sure about that? <laughs> you sure you can do it? I can get. I'm sure, I can get this. That is just absolutely brilliant. Um, so just in case you randomly hear that laugh dropped in from here until the rest of the season, you know where it came from. You know who it came from. It's not just some random laugh I'll throw in there, but I just I just absolutely love that. Yeah, it's brilliant. So, yeah, obviously, like I say, some Summer Bulls Nation are on the low, especially with Billy. Billy, clearly not that low with that laugh. <laughs> so... I guess, like I say, we're not going to cover the games, but we'll probably will go back to some of them for parts of it and stuff like that. But I guess the question is, where are you at with this Bulls team currently? Ah, oh, that's that's a pretty good question, actually. Um, and not that black and white to answer. Like, I try not to get too caught up in the roller coaster ride of Bulls Nation and, and being a Bulls fan too much. Um, because, you know, it does tend to go to these crazy highs when things are going well and these crazy dips when things are going badly. 
Um, I try to kind of stay somewhere in the middle. Um, so in, in saying that, what I reckon is that this team um, is neither as good as it was looking or as bad as people are panicking about. And we'll get more into a big part of why I think it's going to kind of get a little bit better and, and more stabilised uh, later on in the show. But in regards to the way it was, like, I mean, Kobe was shooting lights out and now he's not. <laughs> Although he did shoot a little bit better last night. Um, I mean, he's just been like, <laughs> we've always referred to him as a bit of a microwave scorer, um, you know, and what basically happened was he just stretched it out for a longer period of time, but that's also then become a longer period of time where he hasn't been shooting well. What we need is more consistency out of Kobe. And I think that will come, but the big bonus with Kobe white right now, and the big plus with him is even though his shooting has not been what we wanted it to be, particularly from distance, he's still having a massive effect on the game. Whereas this time last year or, or the year before, I certainly would be sitting here saying, if Kobe can't shoot, he's no good to you. It, it's a big part of the reason why I was on for letting him leave the Bulls and trading him. But now Kobe is way more valuable than that. And he's being played that way, of course, by other teams, which is also what's making it harder for him to score. But Kobe is still having an effect on the game with his, with his uh, penetration, with his passing, uh, with the way he's drawing the defense to him, creating open spaces, moving the ball around. And he's finishing at the rim as like, I mean, last night, his two handed dunk was stunning. Um, but yeah, his finishing around the rim is, has been so much, so much more um, impressive, but the big point, and this is the biggest point to Kobe is he's now a defensive threat. And that is, I mean, so valuable to this team right now to have someone that can space the floor and defend um even if he's not putting his shots down yeah um obviously before we had our little break it did start oh we did start getting this sort of this new look if that's how you want to describe it bulls team yeah and obviously it's hard not to to get excited by it and you know it's that that classic thing of the giving us that little bit of hope yeah. and i mean you look at the losses that we've took apart from possibly the paces one to probably teams you expected us to lose against and i mm -hmm. think even at the minute paces are a team you'd expect us to lose against because when I mean, we did last year when we had a full team and what people seem to be forgetting at the minute like I say, the ones who are on this little spiral at the minute is they're doing it tough at the minute. No Zach, which we're going to get onto later on. Yeah. No Vooch, which he played all 82 games last year. Right. Tory Craig went down for, what is it, 10 weeks that he's meant to be out for? Yeah. That's a big loss. And right. I, don't, I don't think people quite understand how big a loss that is, especially coupled with Vooch and uh, Zach being out. Yep. Uh, P. Will, not 100%. Obviously, with this ankle injury, on and off the IR. Caruso, constantly on and off the IR. Kobe, playing through this wrist injury, does his, does his ankle against Sixers. You know, so that loss against Knicks last night, I mean, you kind of, you know it's going to be a tough game if we're at full strength. But when you're depleted in the way they are, and obviously there's a lot of negativity again coming towards Billy at the minute. You know, what's Billy supposed to do? The, the roster's not constructed that well in the first place. No. You take half of the roster out, you know, at the minute we've got, what, is it 80, 80 plus million sat on the sidelines between sort of Lonzo, Zach, Vooch, and obviously Tory Craig with his little bit of on there as well. You know, so everyone complaining at the minute that he's gone small ball and stuff like that. You know, it's what is he meant to do? He's basically using what he's got. Mm -hmm. And so, I, the, yeah, <laughs> the losses that we've took, I'm not too 
downhearted by in a, in a way not the way i would have been normally and i've actually enjoyed watching them play majority mm -hmm. of the time you know because we've had we've been given the chance to see other players basically you know like drummond for example mm -hmm. at 24 points 25 rebounds against hawks incredible we wouldn't have seen that if vooch hadn't have gone down injured no definitely not if zach I mean, obviously, aside from the trade stuff, but if Zach hadn't have gone out, we wouldn't have seen what we've seen from Kobe. Um, and if Tory Craig didn't go out, we wouldn't have seen what we've seen from Dale and Terry, which is splitting Bulls Nation. Mm -hmm. um, and possibly P. Will. I think he's probably benefited from Tory Craig, not because he's had to, basically. Mm -hmm. He's had to step up. And so at the minute, I'm, yeah, losing. I, I hate losing regardless of how the team is doing anyway but i'm not too downhearted by the losses and i've enjoyed what we have seen in probably bigger than small doses but not to the point where i believe we're going to get in the playoffs or anything like that because change still needs to happen we know that mm -hmm. change is gonna happen yeah we hope and it's kind of that's a bit exciting in a way because we've now got this little bit of hope that we have got this young core that can play and there's going to be changes you know it's just get it you kind of want it to happen now but we know it's not going to happen now or not mm -hmm. straight away anyway majority of changes so i mean like i say it's given us a chance to see this young core and the fact that a lot of Bulls Nation are still calling these players out as well. That's what I don't, you know, like you see all the time, oh, Terry Taylor should never get another minute. <laughs> what, you know, what is he supposed to, what's Billy supposed to do? He's yeah. literally got, obviously, yeah, we've got Sonogo there, which we'll get into in a minute, but at the end of the day, Terry, what Terry Taylor's done is he's took his opportunity and I, I think he's been alright. Yeah. It's not his fault he's six foot five and been asked to play centre, which we know Billy loves to do. Mm -hmm. But moving forward, when Tory Craig's back, Vooch is back, to me there's no reason why Terry Taylor goes and sits at the end of the bench and doesn't get any more minutes. Because he's shown what he can do. And this is like going to the whole Sonogo thing. There's other podcasters and stuff like that sort of sarcastically sort of getting at Bulls Nation for oh Sonogo's gonna Sonogo's a saviour and blah blah blah. Now I've said for a long time I want to see Sonogo get minutes. Mm -hmm. And it's not because I think he's a game changer, but we don't know what we've got until we see it. And I think that's what the likes of Terry Taylor, Sonogo and all that are doing at the minute is showing us what they can do. Yeah. If they're given the opportunity, and you know, to me, I just I, obviously I've been out on this team for a long time, and <laughs> as daft as it sounds, the way they've been playing, they've kind of drawn me back in, which I wasn't expecting at all, especially with the Zach news and stuff like that. So, I mean, so what? I know, obviously, you're loving what P. Will's done. Yeah. But what about the other players then that have that had to step up, basically? Yeah, I think that, like you say, that there's, apart from Kobe and perhaps P. Will to some degree as well, there haven't been any earth-shattering uh, performances by other players. Um, yeah, Drummond gave us that 24-25 that was pretty impressive but then the next game he went out and he was almost non-existent and uh, got early fouls again you know and, and that that seems to be the big issue with drummond if drummond gets into early foul trouble he's done in his head he, he's, he checks out in his own head he starts playing crazy which we know he's more than capable of doing you know we're always saying embrace the chaos or sometimes we're also saying it's time for the chaos to sit down for a few minutes yeah. and billy doesn't really have that option too much to sit him the way he did before when he had vooch so 
what I think has come out of that is we need to see more minutes for Drummond, but he's not a start starting center over Vooch when Vooch comes back, right? Moving on then to DT. I think DT has given us some solid minutes, some energy minutes. Please, God, don't let him shoot another three. Um, but I do like his defensive um, prowess. I like his energy. Um, and he's he's a real kind of throw him in there, let him create some energy, some um, Chaos. plays, some craziness for a few minutes, and then sit him back down again and throw him in again for another few minutes just to, to lift the morale, lift the spirit, get it going. That's what DT's kind of there as in my impression. Well, that's my take on him anyway. Yeah. So yeah, I'd, I'll just jump in because I, I did want to talk about Dalen. Yeah. Obviously, I've never been completely out on him. I think I actually had him in our pre-season predictions as the most improved player. Right. And it goes back to kind of how I think about P. Will in the fact that if you've got certain expectations, then you can't be as disappointed. Now, everybody wants every player that comes into the NBA to be able to shoot. And it's like, yeah, I get it. It's a big part of the game. Yeah. But what do you want? Robots? You know what I mean? It's Lonzo Ball couldn't shoot when he first came into the league. His yeah, shot was he, horrible. Yeah, completely readjusted his shot. You know, DT's in his second year and he's, what, 21? Yeah. So he's got plenty of time to work on it. I mean, that Sixers, was it this, yeah, the Sixers game, he airballed it twice, didn't he? Twice, yeah. He took Do three think, shots, missed yeah. one and airballed two, wasn't it? Yeah. And do you think Peter Patton sat there watching that and going, well, that was all right? Or do you think he's going to say, Dylan? You know, this is what you did wrong. This is where your shot is is wrong. And yeah. do you think Dylan's going to go, yeah, whatever? Or do you think he's going to get back on the floor and start practicing and practicing? Yeah. But like you said, what he does bring, and I'll go back to how I described him when when I first sort of saw him was like a a wish Lonzo Ball crossed with Javante Green because. He's got the energy of Javante Green, but he'll do everything that Lonzo Ball does. He'll shoot it. Not You don't particularly want him to shoot it, but he will shoot it. He'll rebound it. His defence, was it again in the Sixers game where he pushed Caruso into, into position? Mm-hmm. Now that's him standing behind uh, all team NBA, defensive NBA, whatever it is. First, first team, team. Yeah. yeah. Pushing him where he should be. Do you know what I mean? So that's to me good defensive IQ, mm-hmm. and I'm sure Caruso didn't mind. Oh no! You know what I mean? And you know, I think I can't remember exactly what he got against Sixers, but I think it was something like six points, eight rebounds, and a couple of steals and a block, something like that. Mm-hmm. And if he can give you that in 15 minutes, his shot's going to come at some point. Yeah, and if it doesn't. I'm happy with him giving us that in 15 minutes because like you said, he's also lifting the spirits. He's lifting the energy. And the bit that I'm most impressed with him is his attitude is the goon that he brings like against Pacers where he dunked on Matherin, then stood over him, staring at him and then flexed on him. Yeah. Nobody on the bulls does that because they're all too nice and you can be friends with people. You know, he went to college with Matherin. Yeah, so you can be friends it. with people, but for 48 minutes, you're not friends, basically, because no. you, you're out there to win. And that's what I want to see from my players, and I want to see them want to win. We saw it with Tory Craig against, uh, was it Nuggets, where he said to Booch, don't talk to him. And that was to like aimed at Joker. Mm-hmm. And it's like, because he knows they're good friends, but mm-hmm. for that 48 minutes, you're not. You're enemies, no. do you know what I mean? So that's what I think Dalen brings, is that, not nastiness, but that aggression kind of thing, you know, that Definitely. I kind of, I, I linked him, liked him a little bit to Pat Bev, mm-hmm. you know, because that's what Pat Bev does. He irritates, he get, you know, we saw it in the Lakers game where he blatantly showed no respect to LeBron. 
because he was in his face. All right, yeah, LeBron got the shot to fall. But Dylan Terry didn't make it easy for him. He didn't stand off him. He didn't go, oh, it's LeBron, I'll let him get his shot. He was in his jersey pretty much. Do you know what I mean? And that's what we need. And as I always say, if he makes a mistake, sit him, let him talk to Demar, whoever it is on the bench. You know, if Tory Craig's there, let him talk to Tory Craig. Put him back in. Don't just sit him. That's that's where I'm at with these sort of the younger players anyway, and in particular, Dylan. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I agree with all that. And, and see, one of the things that we've been crying out for as Bulls fans for years is development, developing players. And we know it's not something that has has been a very prominent culture in, in the Chicago Bulls organisation. And it's good to see, whether it by fair means or foul, it's good to see that that is now becoming a bit of a, a trend, developing these younger guys, giving them minutes because they have to, but also the fact that they've brought in, you know, like Peter Patton and, and his crew to try and develop players and uh, improve shooting and all, all those areas and facets of the game that need to be looked at, honed in on and perfected or at least improved. And that excites me. And seeing that has been just a wonder to behold because it's not something that we've seen really for a very, very, very long time. Um. I mean, let's be honest, right? When Zach said that he was looking to be traded and then was on the injury list injury list almost straight away, very shortly after DeMar was on the injury list with him, then Vooch was on the injury, injury list. Did you honestly, and did anyone honestly think at that point in time, right, we're going to go on a tear now and start winning games? Yeah. Nobody did. And the great thing about that is, it's being done by the future of the team, not the the current core that we've built around, but by the young guys that are still developing. They still haven't reached their ceilings. We still don't even know what they're capable of. And yet they've gone out. They've completely transformed the way this Bulls team has been playing and came out with a couple of wins, a couple of losses too, but a couple of big, good wins that we would not have anticipated happening. And, and that excites me. And that's why when it comes to players like Dalen, Phillips, Sonogo, even Bittim, even though he's not got any minutes yet, he's still suffering with a facial injury, isn't he? Yeah. But um, these players need to see minutes. Now, they're not going to become game changers. They're not going to suddenly become the next Kobe White in the way they just suddenly take a massive leap. But what they are going to do is they're going to build and build and build upon their game, upon their minutes, upon their experience, uh, and, and upon um, the, the way that they are able to step onto the floor. Because if they're going on there with a little bit more confidence than they did the last time, the chances are they're going to play better each time they step on the floor. Whether it's five minutes, 15 minutes, I'm all for it. Like I say, I know Sonogo has been getting a real attack from some people you know why is he he's not the the be all and the end all yeah we know that we all know that or anyone that doesn't know that sit down for yourself because we do know that but what we want to see is while we're in this situation that we're in give them the minutes now let them develop let them take this opportunity to grow and then take that back with them to the training sessions take that back with them to windy city if needs be build on it build on it and they might not necessarily be something this year or next year, but it all leads towards them maybe becoming a bit of a better player in the future. Yeah. I mean, obviously the thing is we're doing it, like I said, we're doing it tough at the minute. You know, these players, yeah, whether it's Phillips, Terry, Sonogo, Terry Taylor, whoever it happens to be, they're getting thrown in into a, a, a tough situation. Yeah. Now, that would have said there is change coming, mm -hmm. hopefully. If they build a better roster, these players have got minutes when it's been tough. What would they do with minutes when things are going well? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I I always say it to you, and it, it pains me to say it, but look at Miami Heat. They throw these G League guys in mm -hmm. just any time of the season. And whether they play well, play poorly, whatever it is, they play again. 
And you look at, uh, I can't remember his first name, but is it Highsmith, the, uh, the centre? Mm-hmm. When Adebayo was out injured, he was their starting centre. They've got Thomas Bryant there, who mm-hmm. you know he's been moved around the league and stuff like that. But he was keeping him out of that starting lineup, and he's come from—I don't, I don't know where he's come from. I don't know if he's come through the G League system or what. But, and I'm not saying that's going to work with every player that we've just spoke about. No. But the thing why I want to see him play is because we are doing it tough. Kobe is getting far too many minutes at the minute. Demar's getting far too many minutes mm-hmm. because obviously they're having to basically. Yeah. But do they have to? Do you know what I mean? Because why not put Dylan Terry in for uh, the point guard or uh, the two guard, whatever, for more minutes? Why not put Julian Phillips out there for more minutes? Because it's the only way they're going to learn. At the end of the day, nobody's got any expectations for this team as it is. So mm-hmm. let's see what right. they can do. <laughs> you know, let's let's see what they can do. And the thing that I I don't like is the fact that they've had Sonogo there and initially he got, what, 30 seconds and it was basically go stand out there, watch the clock count down and that was it. literally got to stand on the spot, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Then when we saw him against Sixers, yeah, it was in garbage time. But he didn't disappoint. He, He went out and he did what he was supposed to do. But them games where he hasn't been playing... Windy City have been playing. So, mm-hmm. if Billy had no intention of playing him, why not just send him back down to Windy City? Because the only way they're going to develop is getting minutes. Yeah. And that's the same with Julian Phillips. The amount it was he's gone a few games where he's been a DMP or mm-hmm. 30 seconds or whatever. But then when he got his chance against Sixers the other night, he impressed me. I mean, I think he only scored something like seven points, but he, he hit a three. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was getting to the rim, but it was what he was doing on the defensive end. And people seem too focused on these players scoring points, which, yeah, we need them to, obviously. Yeah. But they can bring something else to the team. You know what I mean? They can, as we said with Dylan Terry, he can just be a defensive pest. Yeah. You know, just, and what it does is it it allows the likes of Kobe to have an extra two minutes on the bench, you know, recover, you know, and I'll get into that a bit later on when we start talking about Zach, but I said back in pre-season, if Kobe's going to be Billy's first choice at point guard, which obviously seemed to be in pre-season and obviously proved to be, why was he playing so many minutes in pre-season? Because it's now continued on and he's basically playing through that injury and it's kind of having a bit of a derogatory effect on his game. Mm-hmm. And it, it... I mean, I've still been... Even though his shot's fallen off, I've still been impressed with him because he's been doing everything else. He's still getting yeah. the rebounds. He's still getting the assists. He's still getting to the rim. He's still putting up 20 points a night, even though his mm-hmm. shot hasn't been falling. But... If he was getting more more rest, if he maybe even sat a game or two where you know his wrists maybe that a little bit sore, how much better would he be? Mm. Do you know what I mean? And so when people are saying, you know, other podcasters and that are saying, oh, Sonogo's not the saviour, Phillips isn't the saviour, you know, all this sort of stuff, it's like that's not what people are saying when they're saying play him. We're just saying use what you've got Billy you know and to a degree that's what Billy is doing you know I'm not I'm not going to slate Billy at all for what he's doing at the minute because I think he's doing the best job he can but you know obviously we're getting to a point where certain players are potentially coming back Um, Mm -hmm. to me the most important one is Vooch before we get on to the other one because right. the offence has gone very stale the last is it five games he's missed now? Yeah. Um, 
you know, and Vooch frustrates the hell out of me. Anybody who listens to this knows that. But we are missing him. You know, yeah. we're not, not necessarily at the defensive end, but because it, it was a, so I can't remember the exact stat, but the amount of like hockey assists that he gets and and assists in general that he gets, you know, mm-hmm. it's just that extra bit of movement on the offense, you know, and for anyone that's sort of saying start Drummond over Vooch, no. You know, yeah. I love Drummond and I love what he's done. He's stepped up, fair play to him. But what I do want to see from it is Drummond get more minutes. Yeah, absolutely. So, and before we move on to other returning players, I just want your opinion on somebody who has been there, and that's DeMar DeRozan. I think DeMar has been great, to be honest. Um, I was worried about him coming back into the rotation once he was out and we were playing well. But he seems to have completely and utterly embraced this new role within the the way the, way the system is working. Um, he is certainly not playing ISO half as much as he was. And what I'm finding is that when he does then play ISO, it's more effective. It's kind of back the way it was a couple of years ago. Um He's distributing the ball well. He's creating space for his teammates by drawing defences. And he's actually been more tuned in on the defensive side of the ball as well. I've, I've been I've been very impressed with DeMar. Um, and I actually love the way he's slotted back into the system. Yeah. And like you say, it's the defensive end where he's impressed me. You've yeah. got this new thing, aren't they? This hammer or something that goes around. He wants that hammer. He wants to keep it. Well, exactly. And I'm all for it. I think it was um, Bulls Kikas put something out on uh, Twitter the other day. I think it was like the December stats and it was like, which yeah. player stands out the most for you? And obviously people say, no, oh, you know, P. Will with his points, Kobe with his points. And I said it was, for me, it was DeMar DeRozan. is facilitating and his defence. Yeah, you know Demar's going to put up points. You know that Demar's going to go ISO when it's needed, yeah. and it, it is still needed as much as people don't want to see it. From time to time, it is still needed. But what he's doing on the side of that is he's now got the facilitating. You know, we've seen him put up like ten assists in games and stuff like that. Yeah, he's taking charges. Is you may not want to see him take charges. But you, you know, but. He's doing it. And I think it was his steals as well that was... Yeah, he's getting in know. the passing lane a lot more. Yeah, and to me that says he's adapting his game to what this mm-hmm. Bulls team need because he wants to win. Right. And I've said it before, when I asked you the question of what's going to be a successful season, I don't want to see Kobe, P. Will... Terry, Dale and Terry, whatever, get into a habit of losing because mm-hmm. look at Pistons. You know, and that's why to me it's important that vets like Damara are still around because they won't let the team get into that. You know, yeah. or they will work and do whatever they can to make sure the team gets out of it if, you know, we've just lost two games on the bounce. Damar's not going to like that. And I want that to pass down to Kobe and P. Will that to come out against Hornets tomorrow night and destroy them, basically. You know that because that's the mentality that you want to see in your players. So obviously we're going to have to talk about it as much as we probably don't. But as my thing says, we're back, and it's trending that Zach is coming back yep uh obviously he was assigned to windy city bulls at the start of the week uh for practice as much as twitter went into meltdown and he was like i'll leave him there and all that sort of crap obviously as the the week's gone on you've heard more and more that he is he's on the verge of returning possibly tomorrow Obviously, yeah. we've got uh, two games against Hornets. Uh, I can't remember the next one is, I think, Monday night or Tuesday night. I can't remember now. Um, 
so chances are we're going to see him play one of them games, if not just return altogether. Now, I know what your opinion on Zach was before all of this. Yeah. I have said slightly tongue-in-cheek and slightly serious, I guess. In a couple of these games, we need Zach. I think it was the Cavs game and the Pacers game where I said it. Mm-hmm. Because we needed that scoring. The big question is, if Zach is going to return, can he fit into this system? That... Can he adapt his game to play the way this Bulls team have been playing? Right. And that is the big elephant in the room, isn't it? And, <sighs> okay, let me break it down a little bit. Is this going to be a long one? Me? Never. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'll give you the condensed 45-minute version. Right. Okay. Zach Levine is and has been for his career an elite scorer. Okay. He started this season shooting the worst of his career other than, I think, after his ACL. Right. And he wasn't looking good. Now, whether it's because he was checked out, whether it was because his belief in the system or his belief in his team was gone, whether it was the injury that was plaguing him, I don't know. But whatever it was, for whatever reason or multitude of reasons, he wasn't the elite scorer that we know that he is. This team needs scoring right now. We have that on the bench. He's meant to be getting healthy. So the injury should no longer be an issue if that was the issue. The question is whether or not he will buy back into this system for however long he is still a bull, right? Now, do I think he's capable of doing it? Absolutely. He's talked about wanting to be a winner. He's talked about wanting to be part of a system that works. He's seen in his absence, because he hasn't been at home twiddling his thumbs, playing with his child and his baby-to-be, He has been at, well, maybe a little bit. He has been at the games, right? He's got a pregnant, so. (laughs) Right? He has been at the games, but the question is whether or not the little show that he's putting on where he's giving the guys fives and he's giving them hugs and he's like looking like he's cheering them on, is that genuine or is that just to look like he's still part of this team. If it's genuine, what I'm hoping is that he has now looked at it and gone, okay, I realize now why what I was doing wasn't resulting in wins. And I'm hoping that he has the professionalism to step back into the this Bulls team, which at one point I didn't think would ever happen again. And know that it's him that needs to adjust to the system and not the system that needs to adjust to him. And I'm hoping that that arrogance that was there, which, and that's not a critique because all elite basketball players have a certain level of arrogance and need it. But that level of arrogance needs to just come down a little bit and realize, okay, I only need to be that guy when the team needs me to be that guy. And the rest of the time, we work together, we work in the system, and we make this happen the same way as DeMar has done and the same way that I believe Vooch would do if he comes back in too, or when he comes back in. So as far as I'm concerned, it, it all comes down to Zach and his own head and his own decision-making on where he wants to be. But the big question is, if he doesn't, and he comes back and he doesn't play well and he goes back on his tear of throwing the ball up when there's nobody there to rebound it and not shooting well but keep shooting it, losing the ball in the clutch moments. All he's doing is hurting his own chances of getting a better deal to get out of Chicago. And I hope he sees that. And if he does see that, it's going to benefit the Bulls regardless 
because if he buys into the system for his own out, that still benefits the team. If he buys into the system because he's decided, actually, I like it here and the way it's going for however long it goes for, that still benefits the team. So as far as I'm concerned, it's all on Zach. It's all at his feet. It's just up to him to do it. That wasn't too long, was it? <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm a bit sort of split with it all. You know, I, I said from the start, I didn't want to see it turn nasty with Zach. Yeah. And I think it crept in a little bit, but it hasn't gone that bad. And I think a lot of that is down to Zach. You know, at the start, people saying, oh, he's not celebrating the wins and stuff like that. Yet, when you looked at a different video, mm -hmm. he was. And it just seemed to be it, what, it was what people wanted to believe, what people wanted to see. People wanted to see Zach saying, I want out of Chicago. And credit to Zach, he's never said he wants out of Chicago. He's just basically said, I want to play wherever I am. You know, whether that's in Chicago or wherever. We've heard the different reports that the relationship between him and Billy is done. Yet, we've also heard Billy come out and say, credit to Zach, he's remained professional, he's been around the team, he's been in the locker room, he's rehabbed around the team. Completely different injury, I know, but we haven't seen Lonzo courtside. Mm -hmm. You know, so obviously that's a different type of rehab. Um, and Zach could quite easily have took the James Harden route and said, I'm, I don't want to be anywhere near the team. There's my trade request. If you're not going to do it, I'm not going to turn up. But he hasn't. Whether that's all part of the game, part of the plan, be. Who knows? I think at some point Zach is going to leave. Obviously, you hear the different reports that there's no market out there for him. People know what Zach is before all of this started. So if a team wanted him, they're still going to want him. Mm -hmm. But by Zach now potentially coming back and playing for Bulls, he has got to go out there and be the best version of himself. I'm not going to say be Zach because that's not what the team needs. That's not what any team want. He has to show he can fit into this system. He has to show that he can still score 25 points a night. But when it's not falling for him, give it to Kobe. Give it to Demar. Yeah. As you said, that's what Demar's done. And I mentioned it to you yesterday about the, the last episode of uh, Bulls Talk with Kendall Gill. Mm -hmm. And he said, sometimes it can be down to the coaching. The coach has basically got to turn around and say, we need a bucket. Go out there and get us three. Get them three buckets. Right. Calm it back down. Play the team game. And if Billy can get Zach to buy into that, yeah. Zach can easily get three buckets. But then at the same time, if Zach's cooking, do you want to uh, like sit him, basically, or tell him to calm down? Do you know what I mean? Because you ride the hot hand. Yeah, absolutely. And that's where this sort of, this blend's got to, to work. And the thing what I don't want to see now, though, is if he does come back, the blend works. That's it. Bulls don't look at trading him. Which because, could happen. Because, you know, we know it's not going to work long term. It might work short term because it's yeah. that little boost that the team need. Zach's trying to still get his trade. Two months down the line, I still don't want to be here. I still don't like Billy. I, you know, whatever it is. I'm excited and I'm interested to see what does happen with it. Me too. Because yeah. if you as a fan of Lakers, Kings, whoever it is, and they said, right, we've just traded for Zach Levine, 
would you be excited by Zach Levine coming to your team? Yeah, I would. I think so. So surely you've got to be excited by the return of Zach Levine to your team. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, so that's how I look at it anyway. Um, and like I said, I've never had anything against Zach. But we need to see... We need to see the old Zach, but we need to see a new Zach, if that makes new sense. New and improved. Yeah. And I think it's going to hurt him sitting on the sidelines. Oh, yeah. Especially with everything that goes on on the socials and the fact that we know Zach wants to be a winning player. And he's just basically watched this team get cut apart, basically, with injuries and yet still be able to win. Mm -hmm. And he's not been part of it. And I think that could be the kick to his ego that Bulls need, basically. And yeah. possibly Zach needs to get the trade that he wants. Yeah, absolutely. It could all work in his favour. And like I said, vicariously, then it works in the favour of the team. Yeah. And I mean, at the end of the day, I've got no real expectations for this team at the minute. And it was exciting... When we, I mean, with the eleventh seed at the minute, we were tenth seed, mm -hmm. and you're looking at the games of the teams above, like Nets, and thinking well, they've just lost. Mm -hmm. We're getting a win. We could end up in that play-in, and I would be happy to be in the play-in because, as we've said before, we don't want to be down the bottom. We don't want to be tanking because at the minute we're seeing these young players kind of develop, kind of show us where they, we're going with it. So why do you want to tank, get rid of all your vets, and then bring in a number four pick in the draft? Mm -hmm. that you're basically starting again and then have another two years of mediocrity or, or less, basically. You know, so to me, because I've got no expectations, I'm just excited by the fact that if Zach does come back and Zach plays well, where does that put the team? you know, ready for next year. Because I'm still confident that change is going to come. Mm -hmm. And what people seem to forget is this has been life without Zach, not life after Zach for yes. December. Yes. It's shown us what this team can do without Zach. If it was life after Zach, it would have probably helped us a lot more, to be honest, because we've been a man down. Mm -hmm. If... The trade, whatever trade it was, I know some trades can't go through till next week or the week after. But just using the Lakers one that keeps getting thrown around, D'Angelo Russell, Rue Hachimura. If that trade had happened at the start of December, if it could have happened, obviously, you've got D'Angelo Russell that can help Kobe. I'm not saying you start him, mm -hmm. and I'm not saying he'd be completely happy coming off the bench, but he could have allowed Kobe to sit for a bit longer, to miss a game or two, whatever. If we'd have got Rui Hachimura in, it's not as bad seeing Tory Craig go down. So that would have been life after Zach because the team is more set for what we've just been through. And that's why I still think a trade is going to happen. I think a trade has to happen. But if it happens next week, the week after, the deadline, or the off season, I, I just I'm still excited to see where this team's going at the minute, and that's something I haven't felt with this team for a long time. Yeah, and I'm not going to get into whether Demar leaves, Caruso leaves, all that sort of stuff because that's just going to keep dragging on and on and on as well. So yeah, uh, I don't know if you've got. Anything else? No, I'm just uh, interested to see how it develops. Um, the The waiting time is getting smaller and smaller, and will we even see any change at all? Uh, we may not. Um, in regards to the the roster, yeah, um, I I still think we will, like yourself. Um, the question is going to be, what kind of and what level of of change are we going to see? Um, I was more kind of on for wanting to see players come in uh, instead of picks 
I, I wasn't valuing the picks. But after seeing the way the younger players have, have played in the absence of Vooch, DeMar and Zach primarily, I'm actually a little bit more interested in picks now than I was because those players have survived and and stayed afloat in the absence of the big three or big one or big two or whatever. And if we could get a couple of good pieces through picks, it's extending the future lifespan of this team and makes it a bit of a, less of a win now prospect, which is what we've been kind of used to seeing. And that could then set in motion a new culture within the Bulls organization of bringing players through a little bit like you were saying with the heat, bringing players through the system that way, as opposed to trying to make trades and bring, bring players through. And, and that's not something that excited me before because I was so afraid of stripping it back. What would we be left with? But now we've kind of seen it stripped back. It's a small enough sample size, but still what, 10 to 15 games. And it doesn't look that bad. Mm. It's certainly survivable. It's not going to be trash to watch. I mean, to be perfectly honest with you, when our, our team has been at full strength, there's been plenty of trash games to watch. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I'm actually a little bit more intrigued by picks than I was before. I know some people get really hung up on the picks. Um, and, and that was not something that used to happen to me. But, yeah, it, it interests me a little bit more to get picks now than it did. Yeah, I'm still not on board with picks. I just, yeah. Until one develops into the franchise player, then, yeah. Kobe's trying. Yeah, I think, well, I think he pretty much is the franchise player at the minute. So. Yeah. But yeah, um, obviously, as we finish most episodes, uh, predictions for the upcoming games. Uh, I'll only do the next two because I think we might do an episode before the one after that. I don't know yet. Yeah, we should hopefully get one done now that we're back into more of a routine. Yeah, so obviously we've got Hornets at the UC tomorrow and then Hornets in Charlotte on, I think it's Monday. Yeah. remember now i said to you at the start of the week we lose against sixes we lose against knicks and then we beat hornets twice yeah and that's where i'm going and yeah, if zach's I... back tomorrow zach's going to be the pog player of the game Ooh, hot take okay well <laughs> i'd or i'd said i'd said split the last two games i think i said lose to sixes and win against the knicks which up until halftime was a possibility and then it went horribly wrong. Um, so yeah, that's that. But the two Hornets games, yeah, I think we, I think we should, there's no reason why we shouldn't take both games um, unless it just falls apart drastically. Um, if Zach does come back, that could potentially happen. Or like you say, he could shoot lights out. Um, I'm wondering if he's going to come back on a minutes limitation. Yeah. I would have thought, to start which, maybe yeah it, which is pretty likely which may hinder his progress in the first couple of games um but i'm actually going to say that kobe finds form again and starts nailing those threes and i'm going to say that i reckon he'll get player of the game yeah obviously we do tend to struggle from time to time against hornets so there is still that possibility yeah but they, they they're not a full strength either no. And like I said at the start, or some point, I think it's more important we get Vooch back mm -hmm. than Zach at this point. So hopefully, I mean, there's been nothing said about Vooch. I don't know sort of updates as a... Um... No, I think they were expecting some sort of an update today. Uh, I think Will Gottlieb was saying that on last night's um, yeah, I, yeah, But I haven't seen anything come out to this point yet. <clears throat> and again, is he going to be on a bit of a minutes restriction? which isn't now a problem because we've seen what Drummond can do. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But, yeah, um, we'll wrap it up there. It was obviously first one back to get us back on the mics and uh, yep. in the flow of it. So thanks for listening. Thanks for bearing with us. Um, and 
yeah. <laughs> As I say, I think we'll be back maybe Tuesday next week, Wednesday, something like that. Yeah, it's depending on our schedules. And yeah, as always, I've been Matt. Thanks for listening. And you can find me on Twitter at MattCRedUK. And you can find us on all the socials with our new logo at CRedUK. And you can find me on Twitter at Neil CRedUK. On behalf of us both and the Fans First Sports Network, thanks once again to everyone for tuning in, whether you're watching or listening. Please do subscribe, rate and review and give us a thumbs up on YouTube. It does help us to keep coming with all this great content. And from us both, do remember it's a Chicago Bulls thing wherever you are in the world. Until next time, see you red people and go Bulls. Mm-hmm.